0: so you have a show or a podcast or you're about to start one and you're waffling between having somebody run it for you or running it yourself having somebody run it for you like a producer or showrunner well today i'm gonna pick the brain of my very own producer because i have a showrunner and we're gonna explore the pros and cons of doing it yourself or having somebody do it for you. So hang in there because we're going to come back, we're right back with that in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Hello, virtual nation! Thank you for joining us on another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm kind of like excited about today's episode because it is a total like uh, off the cuff show that I decided to do with my producer because we wanted to sort of do a comparison of what it takes to actually create the production, everything that goes on in the green room and behind the scenes when you are creating your very own show. But before I get started, I just want to say thank you to my ultra awesome producer, Rick muscozo and my guest today, uh, Tabu, to uh, who will be talking to us about <laughs> production. There he is in caricature, but we're going to bring him on in the flesh in just a second. And um, I want to say thank you to him for running the show, making it seamless and making it just the amazing production that it is, and um, and we're going to get to pick his brain today. Also, thank you for joining us. Remember, we're on iTunes, so you can download us and just listen to us, even though it is really cool to see the visuals of everything, because we I am in a very visual field, but you can still listen to us and get a lot of goodness from the show. And we are on Waste Up Wardrobe on Facebook at Waste Up Wardrobe, where we stream every Thursday at 1130. And we're live 90, I would say 95% of the time. We do do some pre-recorded episodes because life gets in the way, you know, and we don't like to skip an episode. And just remember to go there, download us on your iTunes, rate us and review us if you you feel inclined, and let's just go ahead and get started on today's episode. Today is episode 88, where we're going to be talking about the differences between a do-it-yourself run show, where you are the producer and you're everything, really, and then the differences between that and having somebody that runs your show, a showrunner like I have, or a producer that will run the show for you from beginning to end and create all, do all the behind the scenes where you don't have to worry about that as the host of the show. So I would like to just say a little bit about my ultra cool producer, Rick Moscoso. He was in the corporate world for a long, long time. Um, And then just, you know, because of his talent and ability to to create video and photography, he then shifted gears as a freelancer in the um, sort of this video making and branding and marketing of his clients. And I'm going to have him actually speak to his resume. And so let's welcome him on the show show as he brings himself on by the way cuz he is the producer. <laughs> Good morning, Rick. How are you?
1: Hi, Christine. I'm doing great. Thank you. Hey. Yeah.
0: So I just want to really quick with the to the audience. I mean, you've been on the show before, but for somebody who's just watching this show, can you just give us a little um, top-level synopsis of your background, your bio and what how mm. you've come to become a showrunner for so many um, so many companies?
1: Oh sure um, my my backgrounds in um, in clinical marketing and um, outbound production basically I, I for gosh I think about 23 years I, I was in the medical field mostly on the commercial side I mean the bulk of that was on the commercial side and did quite a bit of traveling for that but uh, where my passion was I wanted to get into in-house marketing and so for uh, probably 10 years 12 years the the last 12 years of my corporate career I was in-house handling product marketing um, uh, interviews with uh, uh, radio influencing radiologists that that sort of thing and that's kind of where I cut my teeth so to speak um, with marketing with with video production back back in that day we really didn't have uh, a feasible way to do live streaming so it was all video. Uh, tape production and different things like that where we take these productions and then air them on major medical networks and do that sort of thing and so got my experience there and i thought you know what when um, <clears throat> when my son dylan was born i thought i've been gone so long and i missed a lot of things with my with my two older girls that i thought you know what I'm not going to miss it with with uh, my son because we didn't expect a son. You know, I I come from a a family of four sisters. And so when Dylan came along, he was kind of like a blessing in disguise, uh, not only to me, but for Tammy and I. And that, you know, even the little things, I didn't want to miss those. And so I started freelancing and which leads me to today.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is with uh, just your path, which I always say, you know, it's interesting, the scenic path we take through life that brings us to our true purpose, passion, and um, where our genius is. Sometimes it takes that sort of windy road, but everything kind of contributes to who we become ultimately and what we actually pursue when we're really working in our zone of genius. But I think it's, you really see businesses, um, in so many, at so many different angles, right? You are a video producer who thinks about marketing. When you are product producing, you can coach a client when it comes to scripting, when they're getting on video, you understand body language and how that translates in the camera. I mean, you've coached me through a lot of that video production, uh, And then you have this, you know, obviously I think your genius lies in this video production arena, right? Where uh, you've now taken it to just running people's shows because so many people do and companies have now added the feature of either podcasting or some kind of a video production show to complement their work or even be the it in their work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah, and I think that it's so interesting because you get you really can see it from every angle. And I think that's what makes you so unique in the way that you coach your clients. Um, but I will say that what happens is in when it comes to creating a show, right? Uh, and so many people are doing that now where they're creating their podcast or their show, that they go, okay, should I run it myself? or should I hire somebody to produce it and run it and be the in the production room? So there's these two, Options, the two ways to go. And both can be done. You know, they're just different types of ways to go. And it just depends what you're willing to take on and what you want to really be doing. For me personally, I wanted somebody to handle all the technology, all the production, all the recording, all the post production, because I just didn't have the time to do that, nor did I really want to mess with all the technicalities. So let's just take the do it yourself community, right? Or people who decide they want to do a show and they want to just run it themselves Mm -hmm. what are the things that they have to think about if you could just list the bullet points of the things that they can systematically go through to think about um when they are you know planning that
1: yeah well let's start for let's start with the the beginner who's interested in starting a new podcast or a live stream um because that'll kind of fold into the people that are actually have started already and have been maybe doing it for a while but want to take it to the next level so with with that in mind for the person who's considering doing a a live stream or a podcast organization and planning is key right um and, and and by that i mean you should have a an episode log of at least, especially when you're starting out, at least um, four to eight weeks in advance. So you know what shows are coming up, um, at what frequency um, they're going to be coming up. So if you have a guest, you have plenty of time to secure them uh, for that time slot. Um, and and pl- that type, that sort of planning is very, very important. So when you're first starting out, you may not even consider doing an episode thumb to tease your audience of what's coming up. Mm. All right. So like for this show, we press out an episode thumb one week in advance or up to one week in advance of what's coming up. And that way people who are um, follow, followers of you on on Facebook or on YouTube, they, they see what's coming up and they can bookmark or save that episode for when we go live. Um, so planning is number one. I would even say planning is number one, even before you start messing with the set, with the lighting, the cameras, and all that stuff, all the technical yeah. stuff. Because you know, I've seen a lot of people who do go live. They go live on Facebook with something as easy as just their phone, mm-hmm. right? and th- and that's okay. You you know, if you're starting off, uh, you 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 should use the tools that you already have before you even consider upgrading um, to other equipment, because. As you get into that rhythm and you get into that comfort zone of doing your live stream, whether it's five minutes or half hour or an hour or whatever it is, uh, you'll start to see, okay, you'll start to understand that, yeah, maybe I do need to upgrade my mic. I, I need to upgrade my lighting a little bit um, and, and the overall look. So you don't have to invest a, a lot of money in the beginning when you're first starting. Just make sure that you're organized as far as the topic that you're going to speak about during the episode, what's going to come next so you can lead your audience to the next episode and um, plan that out well in advance, especially when you're first starting.
0: Yeah. So just to sum up what you're saying, basically, I think the moral of the story of what you're saying is like, don't let technical things stop you from going live so in other words if you are thinking about creating a show or being showing up regularly in your sphere of influence and what you have access to is your phone then do it on facebook live and you don't even have to think about a formal production in that case but just you know get started right
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah don't let that stuff stop you because that's that seems to be the, the 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 killer of any any um any production that that you would you desire as a as enter as an entrepreneur that you desire to go forward but it seems to always people get frozen with you know what am i going to use you know it doesn't look that good because i'm just going to use my phone it doesn't matter you know as long as the content that you're delivering is solid it's valuable then people will will follow you, and then you know you're going to grow a following as you as you ve- develop your show, as you develop your look, your your uh, the rhythm of your show. That that'll come. Don't worry about that, but just start doing it and do it with frequency.
0: Exactly, and so the consistency and all that. So um, I really love what you're saying in terms of the planning. You know, just plan ahead and just do it. Right, that is the first step. But now, so say somebody's actually doing a formal. Um, show, right? They don't want to do it, you know, on their phone. They really want to do something like what we do where they're either on StreamYard or a platform like StreamYard or even like Facebook. I-, I mean, you know, there's so many different platforms. What do they need to do technically uh, speaking? Like let's say we look like let's give them a quick little tutorial about StreamYard. Like what are the couple steps that they need to do to get set up for that?
1: Um, StreamYard's very, easy to use I, I, in, in my opinion because it gives you enough tools to make it look like an advanced production but yet it's it's almost similar to doing it on your phone with the heavyweight stuff waiting for you to be, to use as you develop right so yeah. the thing i like about streamyard <clears throat> is that we can set up multiple streams to different outlets so for the waste up wardrobe we send a uh, simultaneous stream to facebook we also send it to youtube and so now you have two platforms because uh two platforms where people can view it from um because not everybody's on facebook but a lot of people are on youtube and sitting in the studio i can i can monitor and i see uh for this show that there's a there's a number of people that watch on youtube Versus watching the show on on Facebook, so you just never know where they're going to come from, and and so that's what I like about Streamyard is that you can push it yeah. out to multiple different platforms. Um,
0: so, how does somebody go about like setting themselves up? I mean, you're you're a producer, so you do this. This is like your sweet spot. But like somebody that's mm-hmm. a layperson, do they just sign up on Streamyard.com and they? How, how do they actually technically do it? Do you have a yeah. Like a
1: yeah, you can just go to StreamYard.com and, and sign up. I believe there's like a one-week trial that you can sign up for. Um, it's been so long, but but I, I believe there's a one-week trial. And then you okay. can just, you know, you can practice at home if you want. Just see what it's what it looks like uh, in, in the studio. There are things like uh, you saw at the top of the show where we were bringing up graphics like when when uh christine was talking about itunes and different things like that or when she was so uh solo i brought up her lower thirds um things like that or when i jumped in with my avatar right yeah, um, yeah. you can do different things like that so streamer gives you a level of production that you you can't get with facebook live you can't get with zoom um and it you know, it levels up your your production value because it looks like, oh, wow, you got a, you know, it looks like a professional show. Yeah, Things like, uh, yeah, things like this where we're side by side. Well, if I wanted to key on, let me see, if I wanted to key on myself, you know, um, I bring myself in into more focus. Christine's still there, but she's more of a thumbnail. Um, and so when you do have when you do have a guest on the show. know you can do things like this and and switch back and forth or if you prefer more of a news interview type of look you know you can you can do things like that so Streamyard gives you the flexibility of doing all these production things bringing in uh, a video trailer like we have at the top of uh, waste up wardrobe you saw the video that comes on you have a countdown timer you have an exit video at the end of the show if you want to roll credits um, or different things like that so Gives you a lot more flexibility um, in the show and makes it look more professional. And it kind of cues the, um, it, it, it helps you pace the show or cue the show as far as there's a definite beginning, there's a slight little break, then you roll into the show, and then there's a clear end. And so it it's very, the show can be much more organized when you have tools like this to kind of pace yourself as you go.
0: Let me ask you a question. Is it easy for somebody to do that, run it themselves while they're actually hosting it? I mean, can it be done? Yes.
1: Yeah, okay. it can be done. And it just all depends on how much do you want to handle or how much right. can you handle? You know, yeah. what is your your knowledge of technology? I mean, to, to, to do what I just did, it's just a learning curve. And being able to focus on the content that you're delivering, and then you know hitting other buttons um, to bring in you know graphics or different things like that uh, simultaneously without breaking you know what you're saying. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of times when I see people you know start a show and they do this type of thing, uh, even comments right that come on. Obviously, you're going to have to read the comments, but a lot of times, a lot of times they'll they're, they're searching around. It's like, uh, let me see what, yeah. uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. You know, yeah. that's, that sort of thing. You don't want to break the show like that. I mean, you even see that with zoom at yeah. the top of the, at, at the top of a zoom stream. Can it, can you guys hear me? Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. I know. That is like my one big, <laughs> like, you know, I, pet peeve is like, oh, when you're on a show, you got to focus, you know, or like if you drop somebody and people start panicking, like, oh, did that person drop? Can they hear me? That stuff, that that little chatter behind the show, you know, mm-hmm. during a show that is live, that can, you know, I mean, things happen, but at the same time, you have to remain in that professional state so that you can give and deliver the best content and be you not be distracting. I feel like that can be a very big distraction. That's what I really that's why I really love that you run my show mm-hmm. because um I don't want to be distracted by worrying about, mm-hmm. you know, sifting through the comments. I do look at the comments, but I don't want to be the only one looking at the comments cuz I will miss something, right? And, yeah,
1: and uh, well that, one of the things too that I can tell you is as you start doing a live stream And you're wondering, Hey, can everyone hear me out there? I guarantee you, I guarantee you as if, if, when people are watching and if there's a problem, they will comment on it, right? They'll let you know right away. They won't be, they're not, people aren't afraid to say, Hey, I, you know, we can't hear you or the, or the audio doesn't sound very good or, or whatever. They'll let you know if you're running a solo production.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you know, I mean, I think that there's some value in having. I mean, that, that's for me personally. There's value in having a producer because I don't want. I want to be as professional as I can be, right? And I don't want to be distracted by all this stuff. Uh, but so then, so they. So if somebody was doing it themselves, they can use a platform like Streamyard, and they just get that by signing up on Streamyard.com of course, there's a little bit of a learning curve. You know what I think? I think we should do an episode where you actually teach people step-by-step mm-hmm. how to do this, or we should put a webinar together for that. Cause I think people really want to learn how to do it themselves, even if they end up outsourcing it, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. but maybe just to get their feet wet or understand it better. So once you've done that, once you've done the, you know, you've signed up on streamyard.com, what you recommend the next step is, for people to do that are running a show. Is there what's the next thing they should think about as they do this themselves? That's what we're yeah. focused on right now.
1: So as you're learning the platform, I would always practice if you if you are running the show by yourself, if you're the the lone showrunner, so to speak, of your own episode <laughs> or live live stream, practice the episode. Um, practice your open with graphics if that's what you want to do. Uh, practice with an intro video because you can upload in, uh, intro videos into this platform, um, and and there's other platforms out there. I just found that Streamyard works for us really well. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah. like Molly uses uh, Be Live. Which is very you're, very you're similar.
0: you are Molly Mahoney, right? She, yeah. yeah, she does be live. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she
1: used mm-hmm. B live. Uh, very similar platform. I just found, and I've tried them both, and I just prefer st- uh, the way Streamyard works and the way um, the the graphics come up, and it's very intuitive once you learn once you learn all the different tools that you have in here. Um, yeah. It's 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 very nice. I mean, there are there are things that'll make it easier if you're a, a sole runner right, um, especially, especially in, a, in a, uh, a platform like StreamYard. There, there's, um, Elgato has a, has a little control system called the Stream Deck. And it can come as small as four buttons up to 32 buttons that are layered, so you can have multiple, multiple uses to it. And those are meant to provide shortcuts rather than navigating with your mouse and pushing these buttons Um, some of these features can be pre-programmed into a button that's, that's sitting here next to your keyboard. And so when you're ready to go to, um, you know, this format or back to this format, it's just a push of a button that's right, right there. So you don't even have to look at it because your finger's on the button already.
0: Yeah. So, so that's really cool. Like having a tool like that, the Elgato to, Mm. to, to, to control that. Again, there's so much technical stuff and some people are more technical than others and total quick starts. I personally, if I don't want to do something, I just outsource it. That's just because I want to be really doing the work that I love to do. So, you know, really is also dependent on your personality, right? What you want to do, what you want to take on. So once you've done that, you, you sign up on live stream and just kind of record, right? You just play with it. Like I would say, try a mock one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Just w-
1: just do a quick five minute episode, and just uh, have a clear open, you know. And if you have a, a follow up video or a stinger or something like that, which is just a small little short little um video clip, and, yeah, 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 a scissor reel or something like that. And then uh, after that plays, uh, then go into your intro. The cool thing about it is when we do the um, the main intro for the waist up w- wardrobe, I start the video. As soon as it's done, it goes live right back to Christine, so I don't even have to push anything because it knows oh. that the next camera view is going to be Christine, and so I leave her. I leave her live when I hit hit the main video, and the main video supersedes the live feed. And then once the live video is well, once the re, uh, the intro reel is is done, then it goes right back to Christine, and so it's oh. it's very intuitive when it comes to. Um, Video clips that you have set up for the show.
0: Yeah, and you can set that up before you start Mm -hmm. the show. Yeah, that's really cool. And so that's the stuff that I don't know because I've delegated that to you. So let's talk a little bit about the show running aspect, like somebody doing it for you. Okay, so we've covered sort of the do it yourself, although I do feel like, you know, um, we've established, you know, the planning, the organizing, StreamYard is a great platform to use. There are others, but that's a great platform to use. Um, as a user-friendly platform, there is a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not that bad. Um, and, they, and people can get guidance. So let's say, would you be willing, with um, if people put in hashtag <laughs> showrunner and shine, uh, would you be willing to talk to somebody to if they wanted to do it themselves and give them some tips, Rick?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that would be no
0: problem. Okay. So hashtag showrunner and shine, um, if you put that in the comment box, then... Uh, Rick would be happy to jump on a quick call with you and really give you the tips and answer any questions or maybe where you're stuck doing this, um, for your show. But I want to really quickly, I want to talk about the benefits and the value of having somebody do it for you and actually just talk about Rick, what you do for me in this Mm -hmm. show. You've got me totally organized. We have a system where we collaborate before a show, what the show's going to be. We have an intro that I come on live. So all the switching back and forth, you handle that, right? But, and you've got a system down. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your role as the producer of the show. Just a quick, like synopsis of that.
1: Yeah. So in the in the in the background, we do like like Christine said and I mentioned before, we do a lot of organizational stuff in the background that that viewers never see, right? And the result of that obviously see the viewers see a very well run very organized show and so what i do for for christine in now we've been doing this what since middle of 2020
0: we're going on t- like we have we've been doing this for a year and a half yeah
1: yeah so this is yeah. episode this is episode 88 yep. uh and so we we've learned a few things in the process but the main core of organization and the things that i do for christine are basically the same um, and so i uh, as as the showrunner, I keep her honest as far as getting the the right assets uh, for the show. Yeah. So if there's slides that need to be shown or if we need to bring in a guest or if we uh, or if I have to step in um, we we keep those things organized and and um, I'm constantly. You know, asking Christine what's next week's episode even before this week's episode is even airing, yeah. right? Yeah. So I can be prepared uh, for her, so she can walk into the studio, so to speak, and deliver the content and share the content that she needs to. So I do all that stuff. I do the the prep, uh, graphic preps yeah. uh, that needs to be done, the the thumbnails that um, we're going to that are gonna lead into the live stream episode. Um, I do the uh, as a showrunner. I want to make sure that the production is is good as it can be, especially when it, when we bring on a guest. And so we will do a pre-show check with the guest, uh, not only just to kind of overview the episode, but also to to preview the tech and the tech meaning is the lighting good, is the guest sound good, um, is the camera position correct, and so all those little things that you may not think about when you uh when you bring on a guest they're very important because we want to match we want to match the the look and the feel of of christine the host you know or you as the host if if you if you you know go down that road and so i look at all those little production details um before we even bring them on screen so we get the best value and the least amount of distractions when a guest comes onto the show. So little things like that in the in the background. And, and that's just pre-production. And that yeah. leads up to the show.
0: Right. Okay. And the pre-production part is the where you keep me pretty honest and on task, right? It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, okay, Christine, we need the thumb because <clears throat> I have to use a thumb to create the post and get you, you to pre-promote this. And then we got to prep the guest. And that's something where you really help me with because the guest not only needs to be prepared from a content standpoint where I create a script for them and all that of questions. Um, but he, they also need to be prepped in their space. Like, are they showing up with the lighting properly, the technology, they need to be prepped what to do if their Wi-Fi drops off, which people don't re- expect to happen, but it happens. And we don't want to be those people going, Oh wait, I don't think they can hear us anymore. Oh, Can you, can you hear me? Can, and then keep yeah. doing that because it interrupts a really good production right. and show. So there's that whole pre, the, the pre-production preparation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, th- and that's that's where you see the benefit of a showrunner, somebody who's monitoring the show in the background. Even though if, even if you have a producer or a showrunner that never comes on screen, you have that person who's monitoring things um, in the background. Now, I see everything that's going to be pushed out onto these platforms, right? F- yeah. Facebook and to, and to YouTube. And as a backup, I also watch the live feed. On my, uh, on, on my phone or, or on my iPad. Yeah, and so I, I can see exactly what's going on. Now, the tricky thing of doing that, if you're doing this by yourself, is that there's typically a seven to 10, maybe even 15 second delay. So it's Thank really you. weird if you're, if you're trying to listen to a live stream and it's not jiving with, with what's going out live because there is that little bit of a delay. Um, but yeah. I just do that as a, As a double check to make sure that what the audience is seeing out on those platforms uh is what we're pushing out during the show and so um different things like that so that leads up all the way up to the day of the show as we're pushing out um and really when i'm when i'm in the in the in the studio room behind the scenes running a show while Christine's delivering content, you know, whether it's a, a solo solo episode or whether it's a guest episode, I'm monitoring all these things to make sure that everything is going smooth. I'm bringing up graphics as needed. Um, you know, In this case, yeah. when we brought up the hashtag, I just did that on the fly because it was last yeah. week's episode. Um, I want to
0: speak to that really quickly because I think Mm -hmm. that's something that would be the hardest thing to do as the host and showrunner of your own show. Because there's times where, um, like, I'm really focused on the content and I don't want to think about certain, you know, bringing up clicking buttons to bring up, uh, you know, a picture or the idea of putting the hashtag in or bringing up comments. Those are the things that happen during the show that you manage that really. Uh, are very much of service to me because I don't want to miss anybody's comment. I want to, you know, obviously respond to questions and I want to give people this information and give them the visuals. But I, I feel like that is really so important, Like your role there is so critical to the show itself.
1: Yeah. So when Christine uh, sees a comment come up on her dashboard as, as the guest, um, I will immediately, I see it, come into a folder. So it it, it I get a, uh, I forget, I think it's a red dot or something like that. So it alerts right. me, hey, there's a comment there. Christine picks that up and starts talking about it. And I'll just push a button because it shows up on my feed. And this is just an example. It's dead right now because right. there's no comments. But it would come up like that, right? This is just the, the default for StreamYard. But the, the comment will come up like that. I bring it on. She speaks to it. And then I pull it off, and as people comment during the show, it's great because it's it's they feel involved, they feel yeah. like they're engaging with the show, with the host, and they're delivering you know some value to the content or act you know um, um,
0: uh, actively participating. Yes,
1: actively way. participating yeah. in the show, yeah. and so yeah. now you as a solo you know if you're a solo showrunner, yeah, you could do that. But the, the, the problem that I see a lot of times is the flow of the show, the flow of you speaking to the audience breaks because now you're looking for that. Hold on Mm -hmm. a second. Let me see. Where's that button? You know, you pause and then, then it starts to get, then it starts to look a little amateurish uh, because you're hunting and pecking for, for that control and, you're not familiar with either you're not familiar with the platform or you're trying to do too much by yourself.
0: Yeah. So you got the pre-production that we discussed of the planning and keeping me on task. And you have the, during the show tasks that you do that we talked about. So let's talk a little bit about the post-production, like, cause that's a big piece of having a producer. Like, I mean, every part here is important. I feel like if there's any part that I could do my own would be maybe the pre-production. Although, Mm -hmm. you know, that is It it does help to have you like reminding me, but like if I had to really focus and and do that myself, I would probably be able to manage that. But the during production is like, I don't want to be distracted. I want to deliver the content. And there's the post productions. I really don't want to deal with. So tell us a little bit about the post-production part.
1: So the post-production portion of it begins almost immediately after the show. Well, actually in this case, now that we've changed the pace, changed the way we've been doing it, it actually starts right after the end of the live show. So if you're you're watching this video, or if you're watching this this episode, stay on till after the show is done, because then you start seeing the stuff that happens behind the scenes.
0: Okay, so this Um, is the genius that you came up with, (laughs) I have to say, this added piece of post-production, where we are... keeping the link live because we're just like letting you see the behind the scenes and what we talk about afterwards. Right. And then also we then, or you actually go into the blooper reel, which is a new piece that we added. So go Mm -hmm. on.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I thought, okay, we, we, we started doing this, uh, I think since gosh, I think episode 35 or something like that. We started doing, um, speedy recaps and you know, um, we found that to be a value. That's something we learned you know, from one of uh, christine's coaches that um w- to do a very quick recap of the show to be used on a platform to draw back people into that episode is a very valuable piece and we thought okay what better time is that uh, to do that than right after the show because it's fresh you kind of remember you know all the hot points and the the, the tips and tricks and tools and all that, um, that you want to promote. So Christine does the speedy recap review right after the show. We do a, we do a very short debrief, uh, whether it's after the, the, the show video or after the blooper reel, if we have a guest on, you know, we do a quick debrief with them and then Christine goes into the speedy recap and, and basically it's a very short intro, a little plug, we get into the recap, and she goes over the top, you know, top items of the show uh, uh, to to use at a later time to draw people back to this episode. And then, um, and and where do you post those, Christine? Where do you post those Speedy Recaps? Yeah,
0: so the Speedy Recaps actually can be posted really anywhere, but I generally post them on Instagram as sort of a teaser to the actual show and to just kind of get people to go to the show and watch it. Um, but mainly I do it on Instagram, but I mean, you could do it anywhere, right? You could do it on Facebook and any of your platforms. I can even yeah. see it being done on LinkedIn if it was a professional show that you want professionals to kind of go watch, um, which we have not done because I know there's a lot of little rules and regulations to, to posting that stuff on LinkedIn when it comes to just video on LinkedIn, but I definitely use on Instagram and it definitely gets people going, Oh, is that what they talked about? Well, I want to go learn more, you know?
1: Right. And so, so we taped that and then, um, you get to see that, you know, we're not always perfect. Like people think that the show is perfect. Right. And so you get to see the, the challenges that we have when, when, when Christine does the uh, speedy recap, some of the bloopers, potential bloopers that might come out in previous or uh, subsequent episodes. But, um, but it, it gives you as a viewer who's either just watching or maybe wanting to do a podcast, a realistic look at, you don't have to be perfect. To, yeah. to, to do a production like this. In fact, I would prefer you, and I coach people all the time, don't plan on being perfect because it's not going to be. The day yeah. that you think that you, you want a perfect show is the day where you probably will never start the live stream because it'll never be perfect.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: yeah. And so anyway, to go back, so we use the Speedy Recap in different areas to bring back um, bring back viewers to the episode. After we, we do the speedy recap taping, <clears throat> I'll go into my editing software and I'll create that, you know, uh sometimes as short as a minute, usually right around 90 seconds to do the speedy recap. I'll re- recreate an uh I'll edit that that speedy recap into a short video and then I publish it. We actually I, I load that up to Christine on either uh Google Drive or on Dropbox and then she can pull those down. And put those into um, Instagram or whatever platform that you, you know, yeah. you desire. And so, <clears throat> when and what that's- I love
0: about that, I just want to add something there, Rick. Is that what I love about that? Having the speedy recaps is that I can actually go to a show that was like recorded like four weeks ago, or five weeks, or ten weeks ago, if I feel like it's relevant, and I push that out so people kind of push p- people back, kind of remind them, and mm-hmm. bring back the memory of that particular show right so that's i have access this library that i can really use to promote um anytime because they're short and they're quick
1: yeah they're short and they're quick and so while while the speedy recap is being pushed out i have already downloaded the the episode that i convert into an mp3 for itunes right right? and so i i do some very soft editing not much at all i shorten the the two minute intro into like a 10 10 second the the 10 second intro and I prepare that for uh, for iTunes and I upload that into our um, into Podbean, I believe it is and which presses out to iTunes. And so those little things that maybe you don't think about as far as the production flow um, that's what happens then for at least for this episode, it doesn't stop there. Right. Yeah. So we have software that actually uploads the automatically uploads the the episode the live stream episode the comments which is great because it shows social proof um uh to the episode but it automatically creates a blog post and loads it up to Christine's waste up order yeah,
0: page amazing yeah right
1: and so that's one less thing that i have to do um and it's done automatically so really the the work was in, in the setup and once it's set up then you just kind of um let that let that be and it automatically lo- loads that up to the Waste Up Ward- Wardrobe um, uh, website page, and then you can see all the episodes that we've done in the past. Um, so while that's going on, then the next step for me is is um, I take the audio podcast portion and, and, again, use another software to get the transcription of the episode. Um, and then I'll post that to Trello for Christine for future use and future reference. Um, and let's see, what after that?
0: Is that the end that of it? the road? For I think the, that's the end know? of the
1: road, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that's the end of... Uh, then
0: you just start talking to me about the pre-planning for the next episode.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. That's a, a day in the life of a, of a <laughs> Waste Up Wardrobe episode. <laughs> you know, but from a producer standpoint. Honestly, just a, I think having a producer, especially if you're very busy person in your business, it it cuts out so much time. It saves so much time. And I love having you. I've also kind of, kind of developed you into sort of the 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 the, the co-host of the show because <laughs> I have this opportunity to bring you on and ask the male perspective on a lot of our topics, but also um you have such good insight and marketing and branding that entrepreneurs really, really need. So there's like all this goodness built into having this, you know, awesome producer. So thank you for <laughs> Thank you for all that you do for the show, Rick, I yeah. really um, appreciate it. So we're let's, we're going to wrap up. But is there anything that you want to add as we wrap up as to the difference between the do-it-yourself show running show your show or um, hiring or you know engaging a showrunner? I,
1: I would I would encourage people to look at the big picture. You know yeah. whether you're you, whether you're starting a podcast or uh, you've been doing it for a while where. Where would, if you're starting a podcast for the first time, where is it that you want to be and where is it that you, you want your show to look like, let's say in three or six months. Okay. Yeah. Um, For the person that has been doing it for a while, what's the next thing that will, you know, level up your show? How, what do you need to do to make it look like a professional, a really professional um, production? yeah yeah
0: um
1: for the for the beginner i would say just get started start with your phone yeah. get used to the uh, you know talking to nobody basically because you're or get used to talking to your phone basically is, is yeah. how you're going to get started um start feeling comfortable with that and then you can move into doing it on your laptop or your desktop or wh- whatever platform it is and then once you kind of get the idea of how that's going to feel like then take a look at uh Software. go beyond Zoom and look at a platform like BeLive or like StreamYard and see how that'll help. The cool thing, and I didn't mention this, because there's a much higher level, there's the next level to production of uh, compared to what we're doing. I, I wanted to start with a platform that's easy for everyone to learn, easy for everyone to get into, right? Yeah. And StreamYard or BeLive, a, a cloud-based um, production software is very, very easy to learn. It, there's no stress on your computer as far as, um, you know, I don't know if my, you know, people think, oh, I don't know if my, my computer can handle all that stuff <laughs> that you're doing. Well, the good news is because this is run through the cloud, there's no stress on your computer other than the only requirement is that you yeah. have a good a good Internet connection or Ethernet connection. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of things that a software like StreamYard does versus... Um, the next level up, like ECAM or vMix, um, more higher-end uh, production software that actually has to sit on your computer to run. And now you, you now there's a whole different myriad of different um, uh, technical things you have to consider when you have something residing on your computer, taking all the resources uh, from your computer. And so that's why I, I love starting off with, with StreamYard, getting people started with StreamYard, because it takes the stress off your computer Everything's live, uh, and
0: it
1: takes the stress that, off of you. <laughs> yeah, it takes the
0: stress stress I off you. Of absolutely.
1: Yeah, and and then um, you know everything's everything's accessible because since now it's 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 recorded to Facebook or to um, uh, YouTube. There's there's your cloud resource, right? Um, Streamyard for us. I I download directly from Streamyard because it saves the taped ep- it saves the previous episode that we just did. And then yeah. I take that resource, and that's what I use to edit uh, for the, all the other stuff that we mentioned before. So, if you're starting, just just get started, yeah. and work your way up. You know, what's the next thing that that uh, will will bring more production value, make you look more professional, uh, upscale your your look and feel. And if you don't know what that is, then type in you know, type in the, uh, the hashtag and I'll be happy to talk to you about
0: yeah. it. So with hashtag showrunner and shine, Rick will jump on a call and really walk you through all the details of what you need to get it going, whether you're you know, going to do it yourself, or you want to, um, Im, you know, invest in having somebody run it for you. But the main takeaway here, let's do a waste up order of weekly wrap up. Remember the hashtag Showrunner and Shine will get you a, on a call with Rick. So put that in the comments um, as you watch the show, and uh, he will be happy to connect with you on um, a message you in Facebook, and then you can connect with him. Um, but the waste up word of weekly wrap up right here is that the main takeaway is get started. I mean, that is really the overarching theme. We want you to do it. If you have a desire to have a show, you don't want to be stopped by tech something technical. So get started. The one tip I would say is, you know, explore the the StreamYard.com because it's such a user-friendly platform and do a show just for the fun of it, right? Just kind of give it a shot and try it. I think that's a really great tip and use that tool of StreamYard.com. And there is BeLive. There's other tools. Of course, I speak to StreamYard because that's kind of been our experience, but I'm sure there are a lot of great tools out there streamer just happens to be pretty user friendly, so we really like to, um, to to use that and tell people about it. And finally, action item. Okay, remember what Rick said is part of the most important part of creating a show. It's the planning. So, as an action item, if you have a desire to create your own show, if you are in the middle of creating it, just jot down. Six to eight weeks of topics. Like if you're going to be streaming once a week, just start putting those on paper so that you can at least get the pre planning part uh, down. And that way, whether you decide to do it yourself or decide to hire somebody else to do it for you, you've at least got the pre planning in place. So. There you have it, the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap-up. And you can join us again next week at 11.30 on Thursday on Facebook at Waste Up Wardrobe. We'll bring you a new, fresh show of how to dominate from behind the desk and really maximize your video presence.